everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and I'm here with Brant James from USA Today, who is laughing at me from the moment my first word came out of my mouth. Brant, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We got the band back together again. We like it. Yes, it's the Start Your Engines podcast. Uh, I, I can't say that. $5, please. Is that copyrighted somewhere? If I say it is, will you give me $5, please? Yeah, but I need it for the bridge toll to get out of Sonoma later for tonight. Is that, I mean, can, can I give you an IOU on that? Just Bitcoin me. Okay. Bitcoin, I will, that's that's the San Francisco thing to do. Uh, I, I will Bitcoin you also for being on the podcast. So happy to have you back because it's always a fun time. And, uh, you know, I wanted somebody who could talk about both IndyCar and NASCAR because we watched the NASCAR race today streaming on our laptops, and then we watched the IndyCar race here in Sonoma. So let's first talk about um, Sonoma because we're here, and we saw IndyCar crown its champion, Joseph Newgarden. So uh, Joseph Newgarden, um, you know, he had never won a championship. He wins the pole, and he ends up finishing second but wins the championship quite easily which was a little bit surprising. You know, obviously he had a fast car, but he'd never won a championship and he was going up against veteran guys who all had great chances. It seemed like, I mean, you know, Scott Dixon wasn't really a factor today, but it seemed like maybe he could spring up there. Pagano, maybe even Elio. Somebody was probably going to go up there and take it away from new garden. Cause he just didn't have that kind of experience. And he really ran a pretty good race. Yeah, it was it was an odd race in that really Pagano seemed to be the only guy who tried an alternate strategy. He he went with uh, red tires, I think three out of the four times, and pitted early t- to do that. And he's the only one who really got off uh, off tempo. There weren't cautions to you know freeze drivers out or, or you know turn the running order upside down. And it was clear from from the first uh, practices that Newgarden's car was the best. Uh, he'd won three of the previous four coming in and he just really continued a great late season run. I, I thought Dixon was going to catch him just that's because, because that's what Dixon does, but his Honda was not up to the Chevys, the Penske Chevys, and he was certainly not up to Newgarden. All Newgarden really had to do was just sort of, you know, in boxing parlance, just get those other five guys in a clinch and he was able to ride it out by doing it. So Brant, this was, I think my sixth IndyCar race, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, a couple of those have been, um, Indy 500s. Another one was Fontana, you know, big oval. Um, this one, you know, was not the best race to me. So am, am I, is, is that just because I have the tainted NASCAR perspective where I'm expecting so much action and stages and, um, lucky dogs and, you know, debris cautions and all this stuff, or was this just not that great of a race? I would consider you slightly tainted if we're being completely honest, but this was, this wasn't a stinker. But it was a little boring. I mean, we like I said, we didn't have anything to mix up the running order. And the only drama in the race was, I think it was lap 69 of 85 when uh, Pagano and Newgarden were dicing it out. And even though Newgarden was perfect, you know, on the scoreboard, all he had to do was just stay close. He, being a race car driver with a race car driver brain, raced Pagano very hard for the lead. It got a little nervy. Uh, Tim Sidrick, who's the race strategist, which is sort of like the crew chief in your ear for IndyCar, told him to uh, calm himself down, save those tires. 
and cooler heads prevailed and you know he just rolled on to the win but it was not super compelling there were actually a lot of people people complain about finishing the season on road courses because you you do have odd things with uh cautions and uh, you know pits being closed and, and local yellows that affected a lot of people would like to see the season end on an oval like it used to at fontana um, you get, you know, maybe there's some more strategy playing out because road courses and street courses are odd animals, but it's the same for everybody. And this one, uh, wasn't really exhilarating. Brant, does it matter at all that Joseph Newgarden is American and, um, is a rising star? Cause I mean, to me, not knowing him that well, I, I did one interview with him, um, in May did a social spotlight interview uh, with him for this podcast. And, um, you know, he's incredibly charismatic. He's got the movie star good looks going on. He's got great hair, kind of like yours. Um, yeah, that's a compliment. Well, no, I'm just saying it sounds like you're in love, my man. I, you know what? I'm in love with his marketing potential. If I was a marketer, I would be like, this dude is somebody I can put my money behind. Yeah. Like this, you know, you're always looking in racing for the next big star, you know, the face of a, a commercial campaign and all this stuff. And, and this guy has the talent, he's got the personality, but can that translate into something that can, uh, you know, help IndyCar as a whole rise up? Mm-hmm. I'll go at the couple of different parts you had there. A lot, a lot of people are going to write this week, finally an American champion and, and everyone's going to love IndyCar and all those NASCAR fans who may be a little ticked off. They're going to come running over here. It is just a worn out concept. I think people have flogged that to death. It didn't happen when Sam Hornish Jr. won a title three times. It didn't happen when Ryan Hunter Ray won a title uh, once. They are not as charismatic, charismatic and outgoing as Newgarden is. Okay, now there is potential there. I, I, I do admit that. But Newgarden, I've talked to him about this a lot. He is a charismatic, outgoing guy but doesn't really want to do that as much. He does not want to get James Hinchcliffe. It is not his thing. And he, and he just wants to be the serious guy who every once in a while has a little bubble of personality comes out. But I don't think he's a guy who wants to get sent to Phoenix and St. Louis and all over the country and put a micro in front of a microphone. And someone says, be funny. And he's got to do that all day long. I think he wants to sit down and he wants to focus on racing. Maybe he'll have a change of heart. Maybe IndyCar will be able to twist his arm a little bit because he can do well. At that, a couple of years ago, last year, it's all running together, right before he got hurt at Texas when they had that long rain delay on that Friday night, NBC stayed with him and Hinchcliffe seemingly for hours, and they were great. They were just goofing around. They were really good at it. So he can do it if he wants, but that's the thing. But you've also got, he, he's Joseph Newgarden from Tennessee. You know, it, it might be a little better if he had a little bit of a twang. He spells his name with an F. I think it may be too late to change that. I think his dad's Joey, so he's probably not going to, you know, become Joey Newgarden. But there's potential there. Uh, I don't know if being an American necessarily helps, um, but he's a guy they can market. I think that's the important part. Well, I am writing the tired, cliched storyline um, in my column, one of the things I'm mentioning. But, you know, I, I do think that, as you as you sort of touched on, I mean, like the Ryan Hunter Ray thing, right, 2012, that was a big storyline at the time. Like, oh, we've... You know, IndyCar, we're finally an American champion again, and, and this will really help them. But I think part of that was he wasn't able to back that up. He hasn't finished in the top five in points since then. Sam Hornish, um, while he's gotten a little bit better personality-wise, you know, done some TV stuff, he was pretty dry, um, pretty dry for, for a lot of the years. Those years he was winning the championships. 
you know, I, I don't really think that this guy, like I said, he, he has star potential. Now I didn't realize what you were talking about where he doesn't really want to do it that much, but, um, you know, I think that he really could, if he was willing to be out there, like, like a Jeff Gordon type ambassador for his sport, he could be that kind of guy that they, cause you know, that's the kind of guy you want to put on TV. These that can sit with Kelly Rip on some morning show. Yes. Yeah. If they were to get him on a, on a late night talk show, and I could just see him getting into a, a, a giggle fist with a giggle fest with uh, with you know Fallon or somebody. He could pull that off if if they pick a, a spot for him where he's not getting you know dragged through this all the time. It's and it's fun. It's an event. He's certainly going to go out and have a little media blitz and, and just enjoy that. It, it could do some good. All right. Well, let's move on to NASCAR because I think most people on this podcast want to hear about NASCAR anyway. Um, as we mentioned, we watched the pretty much the entire NASCAR race. Your computer was freezing a little bit at times. Mine wasn't, Brant. So, what? That's because you're getting treated so well here this weekend. I mean, I've gotten treated well. Obviously, the Wi-Fi laser that they had pointed at your computer was like three times. Fa- Actually, I think on your computer screen, the IndyCar race ended like 30 seconds before, so you know who knew who was going to win. I was a little bit uh, sheepish about my the attention I was getting here this week, and I felt bad about that. It was weird, right? It, it was creepy weird, and honestly, it might have pissed me off a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I can I can understand that because I've gotten uh, pissed off at times when, when so yeah, like Michael Wilbon or something will come to NASCAR, and they just, oh, they just shower him with attention and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like this guy, you know, he drops in, and, you know, we're here every week kind of thing. Um, I, I felt bad, but IndyCar people were so nice and accommodating, just really wanted to uh, go out of their way to make sure that I, I knew what I was doing and, and had access. I mean, I was on pit road today and um, Pat Caparelli, who works for IndyCar, she comes up and she says, have you met Mario yet? I'm like, Andretti. <laughs> yes. yeah, he's somewhat of a big guy. I'm like, no, I haven't. I haven't met. Take you right on over here, then. That's what happened. So she's like, she takes me over to Mario. She's like, oh Mario, you know, this is Jeff Gluck here, and he's like, he's like, oh yes, uh, I've seen some of your tweets. You have good information. That, I don't know. That's a great Italian accent. You realize he's he lives in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wasn't it. <laughs> you come to talk to me on the pit road on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do Italian. I was just my Andretti. I don't know. And then what happened? Then we laughed just like this. It must have been just mirth. Mirth. Yeah. And, and then I, I walked away because I didn't know what to say. But anyway, just well, stuff like that. I heard that he asked for a JeffGluck.com hat. Did he get one? You know, you're you're always spreading this fake news. That didn't happen. But uh, it, it was it was you know it was just now I can say hey I've talked to Mario Andretti. But again, that's that's the kind of cool thing that has happened here this weekend, and, and they're very nice. But anyway, yes. NASCAR, uh, we were we were trying to go there. Um, so look, you know the race is winding down. You and I are sitting there, and we're like, holy crap, yeah. what is going on in this race? Nothing. They're not going to call it a precaution because they're gun shy now after. Uh, this last race at Richmond, all the fiasco. So they're going to let it play out because that's what everybody wanted. Let it play out. Let it play out. Even though Martin Truex Jr. has a seven-second lead, they're not going to do anything. And lo and behold, he just runs away with it. Not a good start, really, for NASCAR uh, to open the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I get, I, again, I'm not one that gets real riled up if a race just stinks sometimes because sometimes you get that. And, I mean, this one truly did, let's be honest. But it was the season in miniature. Martin Truex Jr. just running on away from everybody. So, 
yeah, probably not so exciting to watch on your computer screen or your television or if you're actually there. But yeah, he's that Truex boy is just ruining everything, and then he gets covered in green goo. Yeah, yeah, it's not a very good payoff. You you'd expect like an ice bath or something, and said he gets slimed. But I I have I have to be honest. I would I ever since like you can't do that on television. Do you remember that show on Nickelodeon? I do. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. we're we're old enough. I don't. Maybe some people won't. But I always thought, oh man, it'd be cool to be slimed one day. What was the magic word that you had to say? I don't know. If you said, I'm pretty sure if you said I don't know on you can't do that on television, you got slimed. That part I forgot. Or there was water too. There was all kind of stuff, and then they would like what did they drop like talcum powder on you so it would sort of like stick to you it was nasty i think that's a different show that's some show that you must watch in private or something oh, i was just watching that yesterday never mind yet yeah, that yeah. wasn't see but i worry about the precedent on this okay first it's it's green slime yeah. so where do you someone else someone's gonna have the bright idea uh, yeah and just yeah who's looking forward to the coke zero 400 next year or, or the or <laughs> or the Red Hot Magma 250 or the Big yeah. Swarm of Killer Bees 300. I mean, you don't want to be near that if you win that race. You could just be consumed by Killer Bees or, you know, Red Hot Magma. or just what, what happens when Wix Filters wants to dump a bunch of uh, filters on somebody? It's it's a bad scene, and I think it dudes is. are going to start throwing races. It's a, The sponsor precedent here is bad. They've sold out to the Green Slime and Nickelodeon. Uh, not not a good situation, Brant. Um, but, you know, uh, like, okay, so back to Truex for a minute. So Truex, he has a speeding penalty, bad move to start the playoffs. Yeah, his team misses lug nuts. He's got to come back in. Everybody's like, oh, crap, Martin Truex Jr. Ooh, bad start. And now he's got the playoff points. He's, he's going to still be fine, but not a good situation. He falls back 17th. He's, like, lapped or whatever. Oh, it's like, you know, I don't know what a hundred laps later or something. Boo, he's back to the front. Unstoppable. It was like a Brad Keselowski Toyota curse, like coming to life there because I mean, I look up and like new crew members for Kyle Bush are like jumping over the wall too soon without a gas can. Why he's jumping over. I mean, was he just tired of being in the pit stall? I'm gonna go out here and stretch during the pit, pit stall. And uh, Eric Jones was spinning at some point when I look up and then all of a sudden Toyota starts killing it again. And, there yep. goes there goes Truex. Yeah. By the way, Brad Keselowski's comments this weekend on Twitter, fair or unfair? Fair or unfair? No, I think he missed it a little bit. I'm not sure he's. I I I don't think there's an unfair advantage going on out there with Toyota. I think I think they're working really well within that window that everyone gets, and their their guys with laptops appear to be smarter right now. I think that he was just obviously politicking. You know, I, I don't think they have the biggest NASCAR's allowed them to have the biggest manufacturer advantage since the seventies. I'm I'm sure there was some large manufacturer advantages at times in the nineties and eighties and things like that. But I, I, I don't disagree with his comments in, in that I loved the comments because they sparked some some chatter and it was fun. But uh, I, I don't necessarily think that. So, Brant, um, we talked about NASCAR was maybe not the most exciting race. What do you think will be the result of the was it a good race poll tomorrow percentage-wise? What uh, I might go first here because I feel like it's going to be pretty bad. And I, I'm actually going to say I think uh, I think this could be like a 38% yes. You think it's going to be that high? Oh, you You're saying it's going to be lower than 38%? I think it would be like 10 I, it typically doesn't go that low. Like I'll, for reference, I think that the, I think the Brickyard 400 last year, which was, which was just the most putrid race. I think that was even like 17%. So 
I'm going to I'm going to give people credit for thinking uh, knowing that this is a playoff race. I think they're they're going to get extra extra mad. Okay. So you're you're sticking with 10. Yeah, I am because they probably didn't watch the football game that they could have watched. And they watched that. Yeah, 10. They're like, "We wasted our time with this?" Yeah. They they're, they're going to be really angry. It's a nation full of angry angry people. Okay. Fair enough. Well, uh, you know who's not angry, Brant? You because they've been powdering your butt all weekend uh, aside from me um my sponsor samtech post-race yeah. podcast sponsor samtech they're not angry because um they their school is in houston and it's uh reopened just oh. fine um everything's going well i talked to them this week um and it's been good classes are going along as normal obviously there's a lot of damage and things to clean up there but samtech is plugging along but um they still would like me to remind people that obviously you're, you were affected by the hurricane in Florida. You were without power for a while. They would also, you know, so that got a lot of attention, but people could donate to the Houston Food Bank, and that would be helpful to people who are still struggling a lot. Is that fair? No, it's great. Yeah, find a local charity and help those guys out. Texas really got hammered by that. And, and uh, we got, where I live, we got affected really in a minor way uh, compared to a, a lot of other places. But um, the disruption lasts for weeks. And again, we, we had a, a fence get knocked down and, and a roof leak, whatever. That's not that big a deal. Go help out these people who really had their lives hammered by this. They need it. But tell me, though, you, you had your power knocked out for how many hours? 45 hours. Not that I was counting every single one of those hours. Uh, just de- devolving into a caveman. You were just worried that your phone was going to run out and you were going to miss the tweets about me coming to IndyCar to torment you. Yeah, I bet there was some really good ones. They were going back and forth from the series, just asking, you know, what kind of cheese that you like or what size shoes that you wear, whether you like to drive stick or standard, you know, basic questions. Okay. So, Brant, do you have an idea for what the hashtag should be for this week's uh, podcast so that people can talk about it with us on Twitter? Hashtag Jeff back to reality next week. That's too, that's too long. That's too long of a hashtag. I don't think that would fit. How about uh, hashtag I heart Mario. I, I, okay. Hashtag so two hashtags. What's the other one? Hashtag Mario heart you. Oh, let's just stick with one. All right. Let's stick with one. And it's hashtag I heart Mario. From uh, from the IndyCar race today, so you could talk about the podcast with Brant James and I. Brant, what did you write today for uh, USA Today that will be in the newspaper tomorrow? Oh, I wrote a column on uh, Elio Castroneves. This may have been his last race as a full time IndyCar driver, and he's a little misty about it. I kind of get the feeling he knows it's gonna uh, this can be the end for him here, uh, and he'll probably go to Penske's sports car team. Uh, a little emotional for him. He's wondering what's gonna happen. He'll know about a month or so, but. Uh, I, I get the feeling that he knows this was it. Okay. So look for that. You can follow Brant at, at Brant James and read his stuff on USA Today. Brant, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun as, as usual. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I want to stick with you because I think your limo just pulled up. All right. I have my limos here, so I got to go. And I'll talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. <laughs>